welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me again. Truly appreciate your time because I know it's valuable. Now, I got a problem. I got a problem, and I've been trying to avoid this problem. I got a laptop. I got a Mac. I've had my Mac for almost three years now. My laptop, love my laptop. But it's getting to the point where I keep running out of memory. Yes, I have cloud, and I'm still running out of memory. And I can tell it's slowing down just a bit. And my wife keeps saying, you need a new computer. You need a new computer. You need a new computer. And I keep saying, I know, I know, I know. And today, I stopped and asked myself, what is it? What is it about getting a new computer that's so difficult? Now, I'm going to tie into sales. But I I was asking myself, why is this so difficult? Why am I having a hard time just going over to the Mac store and buying a new computer? I know I need the computer, right? Remember the five reasons people don't buy? No, money, time, need, urgency, trust. Money, time, need, urgency, trust. I have the money. Have the time. Definitely have a need, and it's getting pretty urgent, and I like the people over at the Mac store, so I do trust them. So why is it that I can't just get up off my backside and go get a new laptop? Well, it has nothing to do with money, time, need, urgency, or even trust. It has everything to do with the unknown and the imagined fear. Now, I've talked about this in past podcasts, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about it in this simple consumer context. See, what's going on in my mind right now, because I was asking myself, I was having a reflective moment, and I was asking myself, what is it? Why don't I want to get a new computer? What's going on, Vic? You know, that's how I talk to myself, by the way. And so I'm asking myself, I said, why don't I want to get a new computer? And it turns out that I, I start thinking about all the information I have to transfer, right? And if I got to back up some stuff. I don't know about you, but even though there's a cloud, I'm always insecure. I like to put my stuff on a hard drive, like a physical hard drive. I need to touch the hard drive. And so I have a lot of content that I need to move over, even though I think it's already backed up, right? But let's assume that I got to back everything up. So that's one. And then I got to think about, okay, how do I move my music over? Because that's always a chore sometimes, right? It never, it's never as easy as it seems to be, right? Uh, the Mac people don't. Apple doesn't make it easy. And then I'm thinking, okay, so, oh, yeah, I bought all these different applications that I use on my Mac. So I'm going to have to download these applications. And, you know, some of these applications, you have to have your email and some type of registration code, And now I got to go look for those. I got to go find those. And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to update my office, right? The Microsoft Office that I have on my Mac. I think I need to update that. I don't know how much that's going to cost. So I throw that in there. But how is that going to impact my PowerPoint presentations that I currently use? I don't know how to do that. And, oh, yeah, how do I transfer some of these bigger programs? Do I have to buy a new program? Or can I just use the registration code? Because sometimes if it's the second or third device and I've lost count of how many devices I use my software license on, I might have to buy brand new licenses. So I don't even know how many licenses I'll have to buy. And for the ones that I do own where I don't have to buy the license, I don't even know if I know where the registration codes are at. Blah, 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 blah. All this is going on in my head. And this is what is preventing me 
from going over and biting the bullet to the Apple Store and getting a new laptop. Now, why is this important? Because this is exactly what our customers go through when we're asking them to switch over from the current product they're using or service to what we offer. And I've talked about the switchover cost, but I'm not talking cost in terms of money. I'm talking cost in terms of mental anguish. Like the thought process of me having to find the information, find my registration codes, figure out which ones I need to update, which ones I need to buy that are all you know brand new, uh, go out and get a new one. You know, all these things, and then how much time is that gonna take? And then I got other priorities I need to deal with. Isn't this exactly what your customer goes through when they're trying to switch over to your product or service. And then I began to reflect on this as I prepared for this podcast. I said, well, well what's the solution? How would, how would this process be easier for me? Now, wouldn't it be nice if I can just take my Mac laptop, hand it to the Apple guy, as an example, if you're a PC, hand it to the PC guy, hand it to the Apple guy, and he says something like this to me, all your data will be replicated. All your applications will be transferred and updated. And if they need to be repurchased, we will you know, keep a total of what needs to be bought again, but everything will be mirrored over to your new laptop, and all you gotta do is come back in 24 hours and pick it up. Now, if I knew that that service was available today, I am telling you right now, I would jump off this microphone and I would go right over to the Apple Store and have this done. So as I thought about this, I thought, how can we as salespeople or as a company come up with a way to solve the real issues behind why customers hesitate or don't buy? In my case, it has nothing to do with whether or not I believe in a Mac. And again, it doesn't matter, Mac or PC. And it does it has nothing to do with the actual product. It has nothing to do with money. It has something to do with time. I need it. It's urgent. I trust the people. But if they could just make it easy for me to do all this, or as people like to say, reduce friction. When you can reduce buying friction, because that's what I'm dealing with right now, buying friction, if a company can reduce my buying friction, I'm more likely to make the purchase. So in other words, going back to the example, if Apple offered that service, give me your laptop, we'll transfer everything over, we'll update what needs to be updated, we'll install what needs to be installed, we'll just give you a price, and all you do is pick it up within 24 hours. Integrity of the data is guaranteed. If they had that service, they have now reduced all kinds of frictions for me to switch over from one to another. Friction is all about how much effort do I have to go through to get something new or to buy something or to switch over. And if you can find a way to reduce your customer's friction, make it easy for them to buy and switch over, that I'm telling you right now, your sales will go up. So as you're listening to this podcast, ask yourself, is there something that I can offer my customers today to reduce the friction between what they currently have and what I offer? In other words, how can I get them to switch over as easily as possible? And if you can get them to do that, if you can come up with a strategy, a plan, a service, or a product to do that, I am telling you right now, your sales are going up. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I'd greatly appreciate it. 
Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Velocity Academy. There you'll find all my courses, all my books. And if you're serious about increasing your sales velocity, go to salesvelocityacademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.